Praise the Lord, everyone. It's good to have you here today. Praise God. And, you know, I do think it, 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 it is very important that we do obey some of these rules that our authorities have given to us. Not so much that, you know, we're fearful for ourselves, but we don't want to give anything to anybody else. Amen? And I know that I don't want to shake hands with you as much as I would love to shake hands with you because I've been around about 200 children this week and sometimes they're not sick at all, but they can carry things. So we want to stay well. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're here to bless one another, not to hurt one another. Well, today we start a new study in the Word of God, and I call it the pursuit of holiness. The pursuit of holiness. And if you will take your Bibles, I'd like you to turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1, and we'll start reading with verse 14. 1 Peter in the New Testament, chapter 1 and verse 14. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Now, let me stop there for just a moment. You know, this is a great truth. People, before they come to Jesus, do what they do because they're unwise. They don't have the wisdom of God. We're foolish. We try to figure out everything by ourselves. We seek advice from people who don't know any more than what we know. But God is truth, amen? And he has given us the word of God, the word of truth to teach us how to live. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. Now sometimes we think of holiness as, well, that's things which pertain to the church. You know, reading your Bible, praying, uh, going out and helping the church. But what the Word of God is saying, everything, everything that you and I do, it's to be holy unto the Lord. Verse 16, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. But you know, the word holiness are being holy, sometimes we think, well, God is holy. We certainly acknowledge that, but we feel a little bit uncomfortable about applying it to ourselves. We have no problem saying holy, holy, holy unto our God. But when we think of ourselves as being holy or even being called a saint, we feel, wait, wait, I don't know if I'm in that category yet. But what is the definition of being holy? A holy person is someone who is completely consecrated, dedicated, set apart for the service and glory of God. It's living up to the moral standard that God has revealed in his holy word. And we are going to be looking at a 
tremendous chapter in the Old Testament later on in our study where we're going to really look at how to be holy in every area of life. R.J. Stewart said holy has the same root word as holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y. It means to be complete. A man who is not complete in spiritual stature, if his mind, his heart, his soul and strength are not completely given to God. It's being completely given over to the Lord. And another gentleman said that holiness has love for its essence, humility for its clothing, the good of others as its employment, and the honor of God as its end. Oswald Chambers, speaking on this subject, said, the destined end of man is not happiness, nor health, but holiness. Christ came to save men because he has created them to be holy. We're going to look at several passages of Scripture in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. Ephesians 1, verse 4, it says, For he, speaking of God, chose us in him before the creation of the world. Why? And he answers, to be holy and blameless in his sight. He saved you, he saved me, to become a holy person. In the Old Testament book of Leviticus chapter 11, verse 44, it says, I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. God wants you to be like he is. He is our heavenly father. And as his children, we are to be imitators of our father. Amen? Amen. You know, there is something very loving about when you see children at a certain age, they want to imitate mom and dad, don't they? You know, that little girl may step into her mother's high heels and try to walk around. That little boy may pick up a hammer and a nail because he saw daddy doing it. Whatever it is, they will try to imitate. They will put on maybe dad's hat or his coat and kind of walk around the place. They want to imitate their beloved parents. And God wants you and I to imitate him, to be like him. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, and this is such a powerful verse, Hebrews 12, verse 14, make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. But listen to the last part of this verse. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. No one will see the Lord. You know, about a hundred years ago, there was a tremendous spiritual revival sweeping across our nation. It was known as the holiness movement. 
It's where the assemblies of God really came out of. There was such a hunger and thirst to be a holy person. Men and women wanted to please God in every area of their life. And God began to pour out his spirit. And friends, those people used to live holy lives. You know, we've gotten away. We're almost ashamed anymore to talk about holy living. It's, it's out of style, out of vogue anymore. But friend, God says, be holy for I am holy. Amen? And without holiness, no man will see God. Now, some of you may be already getting turned off by saying, wait a minute, preacher. This holiness stuff, it doesn't apply to me. What? I mean, holiness. I'm just not that good. Well, today I want to lay the premise of our future study. Because holiness is the outgrowth of love. Remember that. Holiness is the outgrowth of love. Love for God and love for your fellow man. In 1 John, in the New Testament, 1 John chapter 4, verses 16 through 17, it says, God is love. I don't think there's a more powerful statement than that. You look at any other religion in the world today, and friend, nothing measures up to that statement. Our God is love. So many of the gods that have been worshipped down through history, they were the most wicked idols and images and supernatural beings that there could be. But our God is love. And it goes on to say, whoever lives in love lives in God. And God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world, we are like him. Because we love him, we begin to act like him. Yes. Amen? What he tells us to do, we do. Yes, we do. Because we love him. Yes. You know, when you're dating that special person in your life, before you marry that person, you do everything that you can to please that person. Amen? Amen. You want... You, want to bring the right type of flowers or the right type of candy, take them to the right restaurant where they enjoy eating, you want to please them. And when you're in love with Jesus, you want to please him. That's right. That's right. You know, that's why being a Christian in that sense, it's not a hard thing. It's not a heavy burden. When you love Jesus, you want to please him. What do you want me to do, Lord? Where do you want me to go, Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. Because we love him. Yes. And we love him because he first loved us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40, Jesus gives to you and I the two greatest commandments. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God 
with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Hallelujah. Roll the Bible together into those two commandments. Love God. When you love God and love your neighbor, you're going to be a holy person. Amen? Jonathan Edwards said, a true love of God must begin with a delight in his holiness and not with a delight in any other attribute for no other attribute is truly lovely without this. That delight in the holiness of God. And Jesus, as he was teaching in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, starting to read with verse 43, talks about love. and says, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be the children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Now verse 48 says this. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Perfect. Well, Lord, I can't be perfect. But he's saying be perfect in love. Grow in your love. Because God is love. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 3, verses 12 through 13, May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. Now, you know, we can love a few people but, but when he says, let your love be for everyone, well, uh, now, Lord, that's, that's kind of hard. But you know, that's what being a Christian is all about. That's why when any new person walks through those church doors, it's stretching our love. We are to show the love of Christ to them. Amen? We are to welcome them with arms wide open. We are to have that kindness and compassion and concern of the Holy Spirit because that's what being a holy person is about. It's a loving person with the love of Christ. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. Yes. Hallelujah. You know, the very word saint means hagios, our holy one. Mm -hmm. 
you and I have been called to be a saint or to be a holy one. Amen? How do we become holy? Loving God with all of our being. Loving our neighbor as ourself. And in our study that we'll be starting next week, the Lord willing, we're going to be turning to Leviticus chapter 19. Leviticus chapter 19 is the greatest chapter that really defines for us how to live a holy life in all the areas of our life. Not just on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night, in every area of our life. And let me just read in Leviticus 19, verses 1 and 2, the Lord said to Moses, Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, Be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. And we're going to be going through this 19th chapter of Leviticus, learning how to become holy by loving God and others as we ought. And in fact, in this Leviticus 19, verse 18, it says, but love your neighbor as yourself. That's where that phrase came from, that great commandment, to love your neighbor as yourself. Loving your neighbor as yourself makes you and I a holy person. Doing unto others as you would have them do unto you makes you and I a holy person. It teaches us how to become holy. Oswald Chambers said this, It is quite true to say, I can't live a holy life, but you can if you decide that Jesus can make you holy. Amen. Jesus can make that difference. Leonard Ravenhill said, the greatest miracle that God can do today is to take an unholy man out of an unholy world and make that man holy and put him back in an unholy world and keep him holy in it. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to make you and I holy and keep us that way in an unholy world. We're called to make a divine difference. And friend, today, and I mean today, you and I need to be different from the world. Amen? We're here to help one another. To pray for one another. To have concern for one another. But we're not to be filled with fear. Amen. We're to be men and women of faith. Amen. Our trust is in the Lord. As we were singing today, he's Jehovah Jireh. Hey, what do you need? He's the great supplier. Amen. Hallelujah. He's the great healer. He's the great savior. Hallelujah. He's the great deliverer. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We never, though, ever have a prideful attitude, nor a holier-than-thou attitude. Amen? A holy person 
is humble. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Jesus showed such humility when he knelt down at the feet of his disciples. Yes. You know, can you imagine that? God kneeling down at the feet of sinful men, yes. imperfect beings, and washing their feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he said, listen, as I have done, you do the same. We do it in a spiritual way. We do it meeting the needs of individuals, of refreshing them, of cleansing them, helping them to come to the master. Do you want to become holy? Christ can make you a holy person. He can fill you with his Holy Spirit. He can change your attitude, your thought processes. He can cleanse your heart, your desires, filling you with himself. Now, someone has wisely said, you can't get holy in a hurry. It takes time. It takes a process. One said, although we become Christians instantaneously by faith in Christ, knowing God and developing faith is a gradual process. There are no shortcuts to maturity. It takes time to be holy. And when I read that quote, it made me think of an old hymn that we used to sing. It says, take time to be holy. Let me read the words of this old hymn. Take time to be holy. Speak oft with thy Lord. Abide in him always and feed on his word. Make friends of God's children. Help those who are weak, forgetting in nothing his blessings to seek. Take time to be holy. The world rushes on. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. By looking to Jesus like him, thou shalt be. Thy friends in thy conduct, his likeness shall see. Take time to be holy. Let him be thy guide. And run not before him, whatever betide. In joy or in sorrow, Still follow thy Lord, and looking to Jesus, still trust in his word. Take time to be holy, be calm in thy soul. Each thought and each motive beneath his control, thus led by his spirit to fountains of love, thou soon shall be fitted for service above. Take time to be holy. And you know, maybe in the next couple weeks, I don't know how this epidemic is affecting you, but if you have more time, take more time with Jesus. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Take more time. Spend time in the Word. Spend time praying. And, and as we conclude the service, I want you to join with me in prayer. You know, I believe God can stop this epidemic in its track. 
he can cause a wind to just blow this disease right out of the nation and out of the world. Amen? My God is able. My God is able. And why should we not pray for one another? Amen? And I know you've been praying for your families, and I'm going to pray for them too. I think of the children I work with in the school. I prayed for them. Lord, protect them. Protect their parents. I, and I know that the grandparents seem to be the most vulnerable at this time. Let's pray for them. God is able. Amen? Do you believe he is? Hallelujah. I think he still answered prayer. What do you think? Amen. Let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, first of all, Lord, we thank you that you are a God of love. And Lord, as we've been reading about holiness, Lord, in ourselves, we're not holy. But in you, you have forgiven us of our sins. You have cleansed us and you have called us saints, holy ones in your sight. And we thank you, Lord, for putting your Holy Spirit inside of us. And Lord, we want to become more holy, more like Jesus, more and more and more in every way so that people, when they see us, they see you, Lord. May we decrease, but may Jesus increase inside of us. Hallelujah. And Lord... If there is anyone here today who has just kind of slipped away from you, even now, Lord, may they just say, Lord, I want to come back. I, I want the joy of my salvation. I'm sorry for what I've been doing, Lord. Forgive me. Give me the power to stop breaking your laws and breaking your heart, Lord. Because you love me. You are the God of love who wants to change us into your likeness. So Lord, cleanse us all. Purify us, Lord. May we become holy individuals in your sight. And now, Lord, we pray for our families and for our nation. In the mighty name of Jesus, we agree together that this epidemic will be stopped in its track. Lord, that right now you will do a miracle. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, command this disease to leave, Lord. Preserve life. Protect the elderly especially. The little ones, oh God. All we pray. Lord, it is not your will that People would have this disease and suffer, Lord. Protect them, I pray, O oh God. And may we walk in faith and not in fear. Hallelujah. Bless this church. And Lord, we're thankful for the candidates that will be interviewed in the future. Lord, you have the perfect man to come and fill this pulpit. And we pray that you will just let the pulpit committee know, the board know, and this church know 
Father, because we are expecting great things. Hallelujah. You are a great God, and your church is great, and you can make this church a mighty lighthouse for your honor and glory. Lord, as we leave this place, I pray your protection upon every individual, upon their families, Lord, that you would be with them, keep them, Lord, healthy and strong. But more than that, Lord, help us to be holy. And as we get into this study, teach us how to be holy in every area of our life, every day at home, on the job, talking with neighbors, being involved with just life. Help us, Lord, to let all glory go to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you. Love you in the Lord. Have a great day. Thank you.